You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode two. You say 59, right? That's right, John. Episode 259. I am pretty... I don't know why I think it's 249. Pretty darn sure about that, John. Whoa. Whoa. What's that? And, John, we have a very special guest on the line. On our Skype line. Yes. Yes. Everybody, welcome the word whore. The word whore. To episode 259. Say hi. Hi. Now, interestingly, I posted the uh, TTN hotline on Facebook, and I said, hey, we're going to do a show, call in. And the word whore was not able to call in because (laughs) apparently, John, you can finish the story. I didn't renew the number back in May. So now I know why Pat McGroin has not been leaving messages. So we haven't had a a number since May. So we're going to try to acquire 847... Pet anus. Been trying to get that. They don't have that one. So it might be a different area code. I got to go through all the states. Nice. Yeah. Good one, right? That is a good one. So the word horror, you're in Miami. You saw the Facebook post. You said, I've got nothing better to do. I'm going to call John and Scott on a Wednesday night. Exactly. And take part in episode 259. Is it historic in any way, John? This episode. Uh, Are you sure it's two fifty nine? I'm sure. <laughs> I am it sure. It is. We're always exactly All right. 100 episodes behind you. All right. Fine. So, John, we missed uh, another week and a half. Yeah. The hell. We're both very, very busy. Yeah, totally. Very busy. Totally. But it's so, good to be back. Keep talking, Wordhor. Let me get your <laughs> volume there. I'm here. What, are you sleeping? No. All no, right. Not at all. All right. Are you smoking some doobage or what? Just cigarettes. Just plain old regular cigarettes. Regular old cigarettes. Those are bad for you. I know. Yeah. So what's happening, Scott? Um, With me? Yeah. Oh, I got a lot to talk about. So before we get to me, let's get to the word whore. Uh, she's got a raffle going. How's that going? I'm gay. The <laughs> raffle's going okay. And get this. I have not yet purchased my raffle ticket, so you got that to look forward to. Oh, do I? That's right. So the word whore is raffling off a I original did. I painting. I did right on the show. Uh, that she herself... Oh, and I, I didn't know what kind of painting. Is it oil? Is it pastel? What do you work with? It's acrylic. It's acrylic. Whatever that means, John. What does that mean? It's, it's just, it's not oil. <laughs> it's, not, it's not oil. It's just a different it's, kind yeah. of Yeah, remember finger paints? You used to use acrylic finger paints back in camp. Yeah. Oh, see. So it's, it's water-based instead of oil-based. Yeah, but, you right. do, but you use brushes, right? You don't use your yeah. fingers. Have you seen the right. dude that draws with a ballpoint pen and it looks like a photograph? I have what? seen that. I haven't seen the dude. I've seen some of his artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, tell us about this raffle, or should we just play the promo? I don't know what to do here, John. 
You got the promo? Let's hear right from the word whore about the raffle. How much time do we have left? Uh, about an hour or so. (laughs) 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 When is the raffle going to take place in September? We are drawing the winner on September 17th. And if I want to buy a raffle ticket, where do I go? Airatmyshorts.com. Airatmyshorts.com. Follow the directions. Right on. And do you have a, a photo of the painting on that website so people know what they're raffling for? No, that is on our Facebook page. It's on your Facebook page. So it is very complex. It's very complicated. But yeah. it's for a good cause. We don't do anything easily. Well, I'm excited about the opportunity to bring yeah. an original yeah. word whore acrylic home and hang it at my home, John. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Now, is there I any think, conflict I think of it interest? Should be in the total talk nonsense studio. I mean, usually when they have these competitions, they say friends and family yeah. uh, can't excluded. join. You're excluded. Excluded. So, I mean, I wouldn't feel right if I won. Maybe she just picked me because she liked me. You know what I'm saying, John? So that, I'm going to go ahead and I, buy a raffle I'm ticket, hoping. but you can just throw it away, right? Because I can't accept the prize even gonna, if I win that's it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Why? Because it's just a random draw, whatever name I'm comes hoping she fixes it my way. How is, how is that going to happen, this random draw? Is Preston going to be there? Is he going to be a witness? Uh, no, are you going to have an accounting an firm object- come in? We're going to have an objective third party draw the name. So like an accountant? Yes. Is there going to be a briefcase? Young will come in and do this. Handcuffs, briefcase. Exactly. Yeah, it's all very official. Like a guy who works as, we need to get the Ernest and Young in here. Ernest. <laughs> Ernest. We right talk on. to the attorneys and they're okay with Ernest and Young. I'll find a guy named Ernest and he'll do the And draw. Young. Is that fair? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So, uh, who are... More, uh, more importantly, I heard that Scott is volunteering to pose nude for me. I, well, not really. So, you, you, I saw your Facebook post. You said you're looking for a redhead. Right? I know a redhead. And we talked about you work off a photograph. A redhead or just fire crotch? <laughs> well, it's kind of one in the same, but... Yeah. Yes. Docking? Come on! Who docks? Yeah. So, I, I think Scott was volunteering. Well, I wasn't volunteering. I was volunteering somebody that I know, so I, I'll try to get you guys in oh. touch. Uh, but then, um, you know, if you, if you need a... a um, Spit more, it out! If you need a more than middle-aged bald guy, uh, sure, I'm your guy. You never know. You never know, do you? You got the big junk, right, Scott? It would be... So, what I'm picturing... Uh, you said it would be nude, right? Who are, <laughs> what You're I'm, not going to answer me? Why don't you do the, <laughs> do the George Costanza pose? I don't, I don't think no. I can <laughs> Yeah. Junk. Here's the pose I, I would do. Do you guys uh, remember I've, Ace Ventura? I've only painted yeah. junk once, and I'm not sure... Oh, I wouldn't really. have my junk, but okay. in Ace Ventura... He's smooth down there like a Ken doll. He, um, <laughs> you remember when he finds out that uh, Finkel is uh, Einhorn? Einhorn yeah. is Finkel? And he had made out with Finkel yeah. slash Einhorn? And he gets disgusted and he takes a shower? Yeah. You remember that pose he had in the shower? No. Oh, yeah. That's the, the, the pose. That, like, yeah, that's what uh, I would do. <laughs> perfect. Life size. I have that after every proctological exam. Sorry, I talked over you, Mrs. Whore. 
That's okay. It's not Mrs. Ms. Yes. Word. Just whores fine. Well, Horse. tell us, are there any men in your life? Any significant men? Oh, or, good Lord. Or, why, win, or why, women. Why would you go there? Why not? I don't know. Or women. Well, we know some men that had things for you, but have you had oh, things geez. for men? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is all just to not talk about your fire crotch. I don't have one. What is your hair color if you had hair? It's like a dishwater blonde, black, gray. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a color. Come on. <laughs> That's what it is. A dishwater blonde, black, gray. Gray. That's not a color. Well, it's, it's like I have patches of different colors all over my body. How long have you been bald? That's a little bit too personal. Let's get back to the <laughs> men in your life. Oh, listen to this. Are you bald everywhere? Do you do you have that what's it called? No, I do not a have that. A paplesia? No. What's it called? I do Rosa not have Pisha. that. But no. when I was um I was a swimmer in high school and like in oh, 18 I started losing my hair. Everything. I did. Yeah, for, you know, districts and state and that kind of thing. But at um, uh, 18, I started losing my hair, and uh, around 22, I started just shaving my head. I think I started shaving it right after Michael Jordan started shaving his, whenever that would be. That's you right. Have eyebrows. And but the thing is, I was <laughs> He's got yeah, I, I I did shave my eyebrows once after I saw Pink Floyd The Wall, but that was when I was younger. Uh, so, but the, the interesting thing is, I was like one of the only white guys to shave his head that was not in uh, the KKK or, you know, the skinheads, which were big back at that time. Right. And when I was looking for work, I, I really had a hard time getting a job with a shaved head, so I'd have to let my hair grow out a little bit. Then I would get the job offer. Then I'd shave my head and come to work the first day with a shaved head. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay, but now you're shaving everywhere. No, I don't shave everywhere. I just, I keep trim. I keep, tr- the thing about, uh, and John and I have talked about, about this on the air there. Uh, once men get over 40, hair starts growing uh, everywhere. Like out of our ears and our nose and our eyebrows go crazy. And all over our body, hair just grows where it never grew before. Yeah, it's and disgusting. I, I don't shave, but I, I do yeah, like to. it's disgusting. I do like to trim. <laughs> The, the tops of your big toes? Yeah. 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 Tops of my ear. I have this one hair well, that grows out that, the top uh, of my ear. Tops of your toes, too? They're whore? No. I don't have hobbit feet. <laughs> nice. Nice. What are you doing in there, John? You're kind of quiet. I'm uh, just looking at pictures of the whore. He's, he's, worried. <laughs> he's worried that I'm going to start asking him about his body hair. Okay, so the word whore, uh, we can't talk about men for some reason. Um, so what else can we talk about? It's with the, just not very interesting. With I'm the more, whore. I'm more interested in asking you guys uncomfortable questions. Oh, that's fine. I got a question <laughs> for you. So you you're, you live in Canada. Are you a Canadian citizen? I am a Canadian. Are you a U.S. citizen? No, I am not. So when you're in Miami, how do you get here? Do you have a visa? How does that work? I am a resident. You're a resident. What does that mean? You can come and go whenever you want? 
Not really. I can only be here six months out of the year. I see. So that's in the summer you come out here? I would do it vice versa. I'd, I'd spend the well, winters out you, here and the summers usually, in Canada. Yes, usually I do it the other way around, but yeah, it's complicated. I still have some legal stuff going on here and some medical stuff I have to work out here. And yeah, my schedule has been thrown off a little bit. I see. I see. Well, John is totally... You want to uh, talk about that uh, medical situation? Um, I don't know. Didn't we cover that already? Well, you were very vague. Uh, she ago, fell off a chair. It? Right? You fell off a chair. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, I, I did not fall off the chair. The chair buckled, right? No, I sat on a chair and the back leg of it slipped off the curb and I reached back to try to stop it. Why, why don't you get a lawyer involved in that? Why are establishments allowing chairs to be right next to the curb where they could fall off and cause this kind of damage? I have a lawyer involved. That's why I'm still here. I see. I can't leave leave until it's all sorted. What if it takes longer than six months? Well, it's been a year. Oh, wow. How about that? So you're here for legal reasons. Mostly, yes. Do you go back and visit Canada, or you're here? They won't let you leave. Um, the reason I'm still here is because if I go back, they might not let me back here, and I have to be here in case there's a court date. I see. Uh-huh. Very good, very good. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Hey, and you missed the hurricane, right? You just missed it. Well, I didn't miss it. It missed me. <laughs> she <laughs> ran right by it. Went it. right by you. <laughs> yeah. I just ran away from it. That's what I do during hurricanes. I yeah. just run away from it. Yeah. So when you're visiting, do you do you um, get involved in American politics? Do you watch and do you giggle? What do you do? Are you? Of course. Yeah. Oh my god! It's crazy, it isn't it? I find it stupendously fascinating. This whole legitimate rape thing. I mean, that what is that's bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> Well, the the thing about it no, is... Nobody called it that. Well, yeah. I just did. All right? Okay. I'm a trendsetter. Okay. So this guy, no, Todd Aiken, comes out... You don't out. mean legitimate rape. You mean rape as a form of procreation. Right. A conception. That's how yeah. Paul Ryan phrases it. I mean, yes. all these GOP guys are fucking nuts. They are nuts. You think? And it's all this Christian bullshit, or Mormon, or whatever the fuck, uh, where... Women are second-class citizens, and we can make better decisions for them than they can. And it's it's really nauseating. They get in debates about when the soul is injected into the fetus. Is it when the sperm hits the egg? That's when the soul? Because if the soul uh, is injected then, then that we have to protect all life. And that's, I mean, it's crazy. It's fucked up. They frame these arguments around a fucking fairy tale, and they have no idea how uh, demeaning and uh, and just horrible it is to women. Exactly. Just, just plain dumb. It's dumb. And then they got that Ann Romney. They th- prop her up at the RNC there to talk about her husband Mitt to make him more human, which is impossible. And then uh, she's saying that, uh, hey, you can trust him. Oh, we can trust him. She can trust him, so we can trust him, John. Uh, and and that that whole Mormon thing with the polygamy and the blacks couldn't get into heaven until 1978. I mean, why doesn't somebody ask him about that? Yeah, I mean that guy's a, a 
uh, almost he's worse he's than an the enigma. W. He's an enigma. He's brighter than the W, I would think. I think do anybody's you, brighter you than the think? W. I'm not sure he is. He's very robotic. I think he is, but um, because it's interesting because they both kind of grew up in the same. The W is funnier. W is, is funny. He's, he's got funnier. better timing. And you can have a beer with the W. You yeah. can't with Romney because he don't drink, which is suspicious to me, John. Yeah. Any uh, man that doesn't drink who uh, wants to be president, forget yeah. it. Oh, but let's get... Uh, or smoke weed. I don't trust anybody who doesn't drink. Let's get back to legitimate rape. Um... <laughs> I still, okay. think, I still think you're misphrasing <laughs> that, but okay. The, the, here's the thing. Uh, there's, they all... only, there's only one kind of legitimate rape, and that's if it's a pre-planned fantasy between two people. And it's... how often does that happen? But um, this, this whole idea that, all the time. that if... If it's if it's a legitimate rape, the woman's body shuts down. I don't even know what the dumbass said, but like her privates know that it's not a legitimate conception, uh, and the yes, her body apparent, just shuts down. Apparently, your body just rejects the the bad semen because, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> where does that fucking idea even come from? <laughs> First it of comes all, from, apparently it comes from animals. The in the animal kingdom, there are certain um, animals. I don't know if it's pigs or rabbits or whatever. If that, they're being uh, raped, they, they'll just snap the dick if off. Being raped, oh. There's some sort of clenching factor that <laughs> that rejects the activity. But as far as I know, this doesn't happen in human beings. Yeah, it does. Well, I, I I heard some doctor that said that oh, the woman is so stressed out by this, and the stress screws up her hormones, and there's no way that she can conceive if it's a legitimate rape. I mean, and there's so many fucking issues with that, and it's so uh, high level stupid. And that's the thing about the GOP; they never get into the details. It's all high level. Oh, the other thing that's bugging me, John, it's really bugging me. We built that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> Obama. How many weeks ago? Four weeks ago. He he misspeaks. He he was talking about the roads and the bridges that the government put together, so that businesses can thrive, so that they can drive their fucking yeah. delivery trucks on the roads we that the, the government built. We uh, the people built that. But he 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 mixed his pronouns up, and he he made it sound like uh, if you have a business, you didn't build that. What he was saying is, uh, roads and bridges, if you have a business, you didn't build the roads and bridges. And these Republicans, that's their whole fucking platform. I know, they've latched onto it, and it's just, it's, everybody with half a brain knows what he meant. Right, yeah. and, and to base a, a whole fucking campaign on that, I mean, they're still talking about it at the convention. We well, built that. What else that. have they got? It's so what funny, is, though. What else have they got? Well, I don't know. That's because they never say. Well, rumor they never has say. it, Todd Akin's uh, breast milk cures homosexuality. <laughs> That's what I read. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, getting back to legitimate rape, John. Yeah. <laughs> Let me digress. <laughs> we should stop calling it So, <laughs> so then uh, Paul the Ryan, uh, all the GOP, they distance themselves. They say, oh, you should step down. And, they, and the guy... He's he's typical GOP. Fuck you. I'm staying in because uh, 
I'm, I'm completely insane. And they all say, oh, he should step down. We don't like that comment. And they're trying to distance themselves from it. But really, that is a dumb comment. But if you look at their policy, their policy is, we don't want to provide abortions for people who have been raped. We don't want to do that. That's what their policy is. Why not just say that? I don't know. They try to dance around it. And then they prop up Ann Romney and to say that her husband loves women. Really? Really? Legitimately. Yeah. Does he legitimately? Hey, wait, Scott, what's Does he love him less what's... than 13% or more than 13%? What's illegitimate rape? <laughs> I don't know. And then this other cocksucker, I don't even know his name. He said that uh, rape... Uh, babies from rape are the same as babies out of wedlock. It's the same thing. Oh, really? It seems to me that one was consensual and one wasn't. One was a crime and one wasn't. Yeah. But the baby is irrelevant. The baby is irrelevant. Right? It is. What difference does... I mean, that's ridiculous. That's insane. But not to them, because once the sperm hits the egg... We got to fucking, we have to protect that. We have to do everything we can to protect that. If that means that the woman has to give birth to a, a baby that she had from a legitimate rape, and that the, later the, the rapist gets visitation for that kid, we yeah, got to do that yeah. because that's the right thing to do. That's how fucking warped these idiots are. Did you hear what they did to Ron Paul? Mm-mm. So uh, there's been this rule that uh, all you need is they, they've kind of fucked him over last time. And they said, oh, uh, he, I don't know what he came out with, but he had to have a certain amount of petitions in delicate states to be part of the the Republican convention. When uh, uh, my French, what's his name? I, I, I forget his name. The guy who ran last year, last time. McCain. McCain, yeah. <laughs> John McCain. So he had to have five states. So he got petitions. Petitions were all these delegates ran around, got petitions. And he got six states. So he got one more than the requirement. And the the supporters brought this, uh, the petition with the states for... Uh, the six states and said, okay, we got the six states and they handed it over and they go, okay, hold on a second. Let me see. Okay, six states. Hold on. We'll be right back. Oh, we just changed the rule to eight states. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear that? Yes. It's, it's, I don't, you know, how do you explain it? You can't explain that, John. They refused to nominate him because... And then when... The tie uh, goes in, the tie goes out. <laughs> when they were reading, they asked Nevada to read the votes uh, of delegates that voted for, you know, Romney and Ron Paul. The the chairman or the foreman or whatever, he comes out and he gets on the microphone and he says, Great state of Nevada. Uh, 17 votes for um, Ron Paul. Five... Uh, undecided and five for Romney. So then, as part of this, this is a this is a very important proceeding. 
the uh, there's like a chairperson that walks up to the microphone and repeats what that person said. And all she said was, State of Nevada, five votes Romney. But wouldn't acknowledge the 17 votes for Ron Paul. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so disgusted. It's fixed. It's not a democracy. Democracy is dead. It's disgusting. Disgusting, John. And then all these uh, new rules in Pennsylvania and all these swing states where they need voter ID and all this other BS and they're making it hard for uh, liberals or Democrats to vote. Uh, It's just just, uh, win at all costs because... We need to uh, make sure that the 1% don't have to contribute to the fucking American economy. And this Romney with this Cayman Island bullshit, just release your taxes, you fuckwad. I've heard a couple of theories. One is uh, the Mormon church, you have to to uh, tithe 10%. And uh, if he releases his taxes, he may not have done that, and he'd be excommunicated uh-huh. from the Mormon church. The other one I heard is that in 2010, Obama said, okay... I'm going to give amnesty for all you tax fucks that were hiding shit offshore in 2010. To re- repatriate your Get money. your shit straightened out, and I, I'll look the other way. And that's the other um, thing. Now, but as President Obama, wouldn't he have access to all that shit anyway? Couldn't he just call up the IRS and say, hey, I'm, I'm President Home Obama. Uh, let me know what Mitt's returns say. Couldn't he do that? He's the fucking president. I don't know. And uh, you know, who's yeah? Harry Reid calls him out. Harry Reid calls Romney out and says, "Hey, I got a buddy who says he hasn't paid taxes in ten years. All Romney has to do is show his taxes. Harry Reid's career is fucking over. It's over. It's over. But he hasn't done that. Here's what here's what Romney does. He comes out and says, "I I went back and looked at my taxes, John. How about that? Yeah. And you know what? I haven't paid less than thirteen percent in ten years. Right." 13%! If you were smart, I was born in America. Uh, I'm just It just nauseates me. Not, that's why we need to call TP. We need to call TP. Meantime, uh, the word whore can't get <laughs> yeah. any decent health care for her <laughs> hand. No fucking kidding. They're so pro-business that they don't care enough about people to be healthy so they can work. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not for education. You said this a couple podcasts ago. They're not for education, and they're not for something else. That's really important, John. And uh, <laughs> but I can't remember what it is. Something else really important. But you know, we're it's a global economy now. So forget about the, these arguments that uh, yeah, we need to cre- yeah, we need to create jobs in America, but they may not be the same jobs that we had in the fucking fifties it, because it's a global fucking economy. And the only way to survive in this economy is to be educated. And these other and adapt. These fuckers want to just uh, gut education. Habit. Romney says, hey, you should shop around. Get the best education you can afford. Right. Great. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Douche. So you're telling us we don't need a president. We're, <laughs> if, if, we're not gonna, if you're not going to do anything, then don't be president. Tell me about these swinger states. So they're, they're, we got these... Um, oh, swing states. What's a swing state? We got this fucked up thing called the Electoral College, and uh, if you win the state, you win the electoral votes. 
So uh, when Gore ran against Bush, didn't Gore win? He got yeah. more votes, but Bush got more electoral votes. Yeah. Um, Popular vote. So uh, there are like, what are there, 12, 13 states that are up in the air. Well, according to the electorate, they're supposed to uh, move towards the popular vote because... So what, it's like a bell curve? Yeah, kind of. The Electoral College was put in place, I guess, to make it simpler and... It, it's hokey. It's it's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in our constitution. So you have no hope of explaining it to me quickly or no eloquently. Well, I'd have to look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, so <laughs> you can do that on your own. You can Google okay. it. Uh, but let's talk about more important things. More important things. Now, here's the other problem with the GOP. So they got this RNC, and they got they're running on. We built that. Tell me what you're going to fucking do. Can somebody tell me what they're going to do if they're elected? Does anybody know? Yeah. I don't know. I know they're going to try to outlaw abortion. That's one thing I know. They're going to cut education. That's the other thing. What are they going to do to create jobs? They talk about, oh, we're going to create jobs. Well, how the fuck are you going to do that? Is it the trickle-down bullshit uh, that uh, Reagan gave us and that for 10 years we've had the Bush tax cuts? That hasn't worked? Are you going to extend that and and somehow magically magically it's going to work? Can somebody tell me? It's magic. You know what we need, John? I don't know if there's anybody in our audience that's a Romney supporter, but if you are... You need to schedule a call-in with us. We can disguise your voice. Marty is. Marty liked Paul Ryan or something on Facebook. Fucking Marty's a moron. Let's get somebody that can speak and uh, can give us the reason they find Romney appealing. Not only that, but what... I don't know what Obama's done wrong. What has Obama done wrong? I talked to somebody recently who is a... he's, He's a union member... Uh, he might have voted for Obama. I don't know, but you know he's he seems very liberal. But he's voting for Romney, and I said why? And he said, "Well, look at the economy right now." I said, "Okay." Uh, and the guy must be must have done something right. I mean, look at all the money he's made. He knows how to run oh a business. God. And I said, "I said, dude, the problem is is we don't need." A leader that knows how to run a business, one who who exercised leverage buyouts of companies by throwing investment money towards a company and then saddling the loan part of the leverage buyout from the bank as debt into that company. Yeah, sure, they turn staples around and all that stuff, but other companies, they just let fucking crumble to the ground. And they use the debt with or the equity within the company to get more money from banks to buy leverage buy out other companies. I, I go, is that really smart? Is that productive? Are they actually developing anything? Because most of the money these these companies make in private equity are in fees. I mean they they do all kinds of management stuff and uh and they just just amass all kinds of fees, and then they walk away from the deal, and they're out nothing. They really don't lose anything. I go, what is that? They don't know how to make anything. They're like Richard Gere and Pretty Woman, John. Yeah. <laughs> they need to meet a, a whore 
that's going to set them straight and, and make them build things instead of taking things apart. And I'm not saying Obama's any better because I think he kind of was a big pussy with the stimulus money. What stimulus money that he actually had outside of the Bush stimulus money, which is the majority of the of the debt that we're in, including two wars, um, which Obama is still. I don't know why we're not shutting that whole fucking thing down and bringing all the troops back, number one. Number two, the stimulus money should have just went right to uh, federal budgets to build roads and, and maybe that take a chance on the super train across the U.S., whatever it takes, putting people back to work because that money is just going to come right back as tax revenue, plus it's going to stimulate... Purchasing power, which will eventually stimulate jobs, jobs, demand, 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 demand. It's not a this whole supply side economics is BS, total BS. The the Mrs. Institute of uh, Free Market is BS too. I mean, I was reading some articles about uh, how this guy uh, Wegner was the uh, the um, you know whatever it is the the developer of the Austrian school. He used the what do you call that? The pioneer, the the father, if you will. The father of the Austrian School of Economics, which just basically says that you don't know how people think and, and people have different ways of setting value. So it's really hard to uh, plan uh, an, ec- an economy and to have government intervention. And the end of that of the whole thing, the misses part of it, is basically... That when an economy is at rest, then there's full employment and there's equilibrium. And that's if everything works out great, but it never does. So that's why we have this government intervention. Is it good? Sometimes it is. Is it bad? Sometimes, yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad when somebody debases a currency and devalues a currency to the point where you're able to create... Uh, money out of thin air and give this money in the form of by creating debt on your your government which taxpayers in the future have to pay down uh, you give it to the banks for free and then they take they take that loan money and then they put it into treasury bonds and make one percent so they get it for a tenth of a percent and then they buy treasury bonds they're not loaning it to people to start businesses. And banks don't fucking make anything. They don't do anything they but make launder. Debt. No, they launder money. Well, well uh, yeah, they make debt, too. Let's get back to home Obama, because we're not happy with home Obama, either. Oh, he, he said he was going to be more transparent. I haven't seen that. Uh, I do not like the fact that he didn't go after any of these guys that are involved in this banking scandal. He put them on his fucking cabinet. I don't like that. I do like that he's got us out of these, uh, for the most part, he's got us out of these ridiculous hey, wars. keep your friends close, your enemies closer, Scott. Uh, it's and a I, tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like something else that I can't remember. But! Um, Was it important? It wasn't that important. But when you look at Obama and you look at Romney, I mean, there are two... Completely different. I don't even know what Romney stands for, except the oppression of women and uh, outsourcing jobs and uh, hiding his money in in 
the Cayman Islands. When I look at Obama, I see uh, somebody um, that uh, seems to care about the the middle class, which I don't get from Romney and his $77,000 tax write-off horse that failed at the Olympics. He um, also doesn't flip-flop like Romney does. Yeah, Romney flip-flops uh, on a daily fucking basis. That's the other thing. That's an excellent point, Sure. Thank uh, you. Obama, when he runs a campaign, they send out the same fucking message. It's like a Romney, or I'm sorry, Obama did a Reddit today. He did a Reddit today. He was on Reddit taking questions. Yeah. Um. So they they have like this this um um this this whole <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this. <laughs> they have this whole kind of design thing, and it's well thought out. And it's it's the same message, and on the Romney side, it's like they're just going ad hoc. Yeah, whatever. Hey, if if I bring uh, Paul Ryan on and he's got a different opinion, uh, well, let's hear his opinion. I don't like it, so he's gonna now uh, follow my policy because I'm the president. I mean, it's it's all it's so wishy washy. There's not a, a, a good solid. Communication from the yeah. GOP. So I need anybody out there who's a Republican that's supporting Romney to call in. We can disguise your voice if you're embarrassed. Tell us why you like Romney and why you don't like Obama. And we have reasons to not like Obama. Yeah. But boy, I cannot find one fucking reason. One! To like a Romney. Yeah. Not I one. Think, I think you've asked people to do this before and nobody's come forward. Is that because if, if you're a Republican, you would just tune us out? We're atheists for crying out loud, so that's one reason. And the other reason is um, we bash the GOP. I think you probably don't appeal to very many <laughs> Republicans. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Well, we you have- know, I'm not anti-Republican. Are you guys I- watching um, the newsroom? No, but we did play a clip from it. Okay. That's Aaron Sorkin, the newsroom. Yeah. Oh, it's the a show. HBO show. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I uh Spit it out, John. I had an audio clip to play. I have audio clips to play. Hey, so uh who are when yes. you're in Miami? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You paint, you go out to dinner, what do you do? You watch I TV? Can't. I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I paint mostly. Um, and I still have some day job lingering shit. Like a nine to five thing? Um, I am a brand. Uh, I don't like to talk about it. All right. We won't talk about <laughs> it. So you got some shit going a on. A brand. Yeah, I, I've always. You got a brand? No, no. You got friends? You got family down there? Sure. Who do you hang out with? I've got lots and lots of friends down here. Um, what are you in, Miami, Orlando? Miami. My, Miami. Miami. Oh, that's right. I heard, John, I heard a rumor that she's topless as well. <laughs> that wasn't a rumor. Oh, <laughs> what are you saying? That was pre-show stuff that you All said. Right, r- rub one of your boobs on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> that 
the popper stoppers in the Would way. we be able to tell if it was clothed Here, I'll, or I'll naked? Rub, I'll rub mine. Oh, yeah, he is, is that, hairy. Is that, yeah. <laughs> From the audio, you can't tell if you got a shirt on or if it's uh, raw. You know what I'm saying, John? Yeah. You think? Yeah, I hope my wife doesn't listen I to could, this episode. I could hear it. I think people can tell. Well, we're waiting. Audio files can tell. Okay, you ready? <laughs> it sounds like your face. <laughs> Whose boob is that? That's my head. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> that sounded really scratchy. Wait, here, my beard. <laughs> well, I shaved this morning, so it's it's like the lightest stubble you yeah. can get. Yeah, nice. No, I actually, nice. actually, last night I shaved, John. Very nice. I shaved hey. my scalp. Can you rub the fire crotch on the mic? No, I will not do that. And I don't have one. But I want to hear it. Punch me in the fucking face. No, that's not going to happen. I will not. I am not a monkey, okay? Uh, come on. <laughs> hey, John, tell everybody about the time you tried to wash your balls at the golf course. That wasn't John. That was it our wasn't? friend. No, that was his ass. <laughs> oh, no. I said I broke my arm yeah, playing you golf. you broke your arm. Right. And that was said, how? And I said I fell off the ball washer. Right. <laughs> Duh. And then you were mad that we didn't think yeah. it was funny. Yeah. All right. So are we done with our GOP uh, RNC? The RNC is no, going hey, on listen, right now, John. I, I got some audio about Paul Ryan from Max Kaiser. I love Max Kaiser. You like Max Kaiser? Uh, only the stuff you've played. I haven't followed him, but I do enjoy the stuff you play, John. Max Kaiser and Stacy Herbert is his girlfriend, Herbert. and they have a show on Russian TV out of um, Paris, France. Hi, I'm Max Kaiser. This is the Kaiser Report. Where do the politicians get that money they need to run for election? It comes from trading on inside information, of course. Stacey Herbert? Well, Max, insider trading from Congress people was not illegal until just recently after it came to light. But here's a good headline for you. Paul Ryan traded on inside information to avoid 2008 crash. Paul Ryan attended a closed meeting with congressional leaders, Bush's Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson and Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke on September 18, 2008. The purpose of the meeting was to disclose the coming economic meltdown and beg Congress to pass legislation to help collapsing banks. Instead of doing anything to help, Ryan left the meeting, and on the very same day, Paul Ryan sold shares of stock he owned in several troubled banks and reinvested the proceeds in Goldman Sachs, a bank that the meeting had disclosed was not in trouble. Right. This is an example of market fundamentalism. Paul Ryan, in his mind, he's thinking he's justified in breaking the law, more or less. Let's, I mean, it's legal then for Congress people to trade on inside information, or maybe it's not legal, or maybe they'll do a workaround. But it's clearly immoral, and it clearly disenfranchises many Americans. But he figures that it's his divine providence to do so because he is doing God's work, as so many people in Washington or <laughs> Wall Street believe that they're doing. Market fundamentalism, like al-Qaeda's 
a kind of uh, theocratic fundamentalism. Paul Ryan is an ideologue. He's a fundamentalist. He's, an, he's, a very, he's a man who would break the law for his perceived greater good. That's a dangerous man. Yes. Mike. There you have it. Hello? Hello. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Wow. Insider um, trading the same day dumped his stocks. But that's legal. But it's legal. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's legal. It was legal then. It's not legal now. Not legal Right? Because they changed the laws. It's not legal now. It's not. Yeah, but hey, I'm Mr. Righteous Paul Ryan. I I can do this because I'm doing God's work. So this is God giving me a message. He gave me a message to run for office. I got to... To dump uh, these stocks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's just fucking great. That is great. Makes my head hurt. Yeah. And treat Ron Paul like shit. A guy that busts his ass to try to be president. I've never seen a guy work so hard, working on all these shows, whether you like his his Ayn Rand point of view. Uh, I got to be careful because I think uh, the word whore is an Ayn Rand fan. Word whore, are you an Ayn Rand fan? We have talked about this in the past. We have. I can't remember. Yes. Refresh my memory. It's a yes here's or no the, question. Here's the thing. No, you once you once said on one of your shows that I'm a follower or a believer or whatever you call the people. I said that? The fanatics. How would I even know that? I'm not. Randroid. How would I even know that? Yes. Something John he whispered called- in my ear when he was spooning yeah. me? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Settle down. Randroid. Randroid. That wasn't the word you used, actually, but no. it was along that line. No, here's my take on it. It's Im- It's next to impossible to be an artist of any kind and not have much of her philosophy speak to you, that doesn't mean I'm a fanatic and I believe everything she said or thought. So you're an objectivist. No, it's my my take on it is uh, I really, I like her take on the makers and the takers. I like the... Um, uh, it, it's it's about you know creating something and having it be yours and having the uh, what's the word I'm looking for vagina <laughs> yes having the vagina <laughs> that's weird that's what I was thinking wow okay okay you know I. I didn't prep for this. Who are the makers and the takers exactly in your mind? It's it's the 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 whole premise of Atlas Shrugged is the makers and the takers. It's it's the people who are innovating and creating and and all the people, all the fat cats who are just sucking it dry. And not actually contributing anything. Like they make their livelihood off of. Oh, I see. So of others. Well, that's so, that's almost like the proletariat uh, 
the uh, Karl Marx was kind of talked about that too. That the means of production are owned by the by the producers. Right. Exactly. But she was totally against that whole mentality. <laughs> well, I don't want to say that she was not. I don't think against that. She was against the government taking exactly uh, from uh, from the producers. Which I, you know, I'm, I agree with. Like I told Marty before, objectivism and all that other stuff. A lot of that philosophy kind of go. It doesn't add anything new or special to the equation. That's kind of like, yeah, doesn't that make sense anyway? Here's the way I look at it. Okay, so so we mentioned, and I vaguely tried to avoid it. My <laughs> former my former day job. Um, I'm a brand strategist and a graphic designer. Yeah. And I spent 18 years and very often I would find myself in a meeting with 11 people who were basically responsible for reviewing, uh, providing feedback, approving or rejecting the work of me, one person. And, and that's where, Ayn Rand speaks to me. It's it's that lack of balance. It's the it's the you know, it just doesn't make sense that there's a disproportionate number of people whose jobs are only to meet about, talk about critique. Critique other people's actual work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just not a very productive process. And it makes me crazy. Yeah, I know what you mean there. Unfortunately, when you work, somebody's paying you a contract and they say they're looking for something, a certain thing, and you try to develop it, they're going to be critical of it. I mean, oh, it's- of course. And that's acceptable to a point. It For me, it's it's the balance. You know, it's the numbers. It's all about the numbers and and. Ayn Rand, the part of her that speaks to me is that it's just the balance. It's that there's a major, it's off kilter, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't match up the, the producers versus the people directing the producers. Yeah. Interesting. That's a take I haven't heard. It's always been the other way around. There's a lot of shit that I don't subscribe to at all you mean the part where she was against government welfare and then she collected social security and medicare and medicaid keep in mind though that's her real life that that has a that's a she was writing novels people people make the mistake often of saying oh well you know this was her she was not trying to create a religion or anything you know she was writing novels well, I, I read somewhere once that any time you got in a du- discussion with her, she would ask you what your premises were right off the bat, and then she'd just take them apart. Sure. Socratic method? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that was how she entertained herself. Yes, she'd, it'd be lovely to have her at your cocktail party, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's kind of like having you <laughs> at a cocktail party. What are you saying, John? What about her... her her virtue of selfishness. I'm down with the selfishness only in terms of 
what I just talked about, the, the art thing. It's just, you know, it, it, it's about ownership and, uh, you know, there's, you've got to be a little bit selfish. Yeah, that goes without make saying. things happen. It and could- I think you, people, take the, people take selfishness the wrong way. You know, it's instantly got this bad connotation that it doesn't necessarily have to have. You have to be a little bit selfish and self-involved if you want to do something that's... Yeah, but th- that that goes without saying. I don't think there is... Uh, again, that's one of those things that Humans doesn't... for the most part, don't have a clue. What the fuck? Want, sorry, want, sorry. What are you, what are you sorry, doing? Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, she was totally against altruism. She thought it was dis- destructive to, to be a volunteer, to... To be altruistic, and I disagree with that part of her philosophy. She she uh, advocated rape. She thought it was just fine. In uh, not Atlas Shrugged, the uh, the other one with uh, Rourke. Um, what was the name of that one? Not Atlas Shrugged. Um, shit, <laughs> I can't remember the fucking name. Uh, uh, well, you didn't give any of yeah. us a chance to prepare for this. I would have been I ready. I didn't even prepare for it. I would have been ready, damn it. I didn't know this was going to come up. What was her other novel? God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, I just want to reiterate, I'm not the a fountainhead. follower. I'm not I'm not a randroid. I'm not a follower. I don't see it as a philosophy, even though I've used the words three times. I don't know how else to describe it because everybody else refers to it that way. I just there were certain things she put forth that spoke to me. Well, I've never read, the, but not all of them. Uh, I've never read the uh, the book, The Fountainhead. I have seen the film, though. Oh, um, that's a mistake. <laughs> well, why is it? I mean, if I asked somebody to explain the book, The Fountainhead, to me, it would be like uh, watching the movie. It's their interpretation, right? No, read the book. I don't want to read the book. It's just like two but then pa- you're, you're getting can- somebody else's spin on it. Yeah, that's true. I don't care, though. (laughs) (laughs) I know enough of Ayn Rand and all the people that have read her books. Well, let's say, let's say you can't, like they say, it's it's not the messenger, it's the message, right? And it's how the message is interpreted. Paul Ryan interpreted Ayn Rand's message, and he wants to totally gut Medicare and all these... Um, government programs that could actually help people be, stay healthy, people that have worked hard in this country, making it the the beautiful country that it is, but not take care of them when they're old. I don't yeah, understand well, that. I think that's a given. Yeah, he's an idiot. But that's that's basically one of the things that she advocated was uh, she was against all that stuff. So I don't know if it's they misinterpreted that or because uh, there's a lot of them. There's even on the Democratic side there. Everybody. Well, reads the look books. at it this way, John, and I'm in no way 
um, doing a comparison, but you look at the millions of interpretations of the Bible, I mean, people do fucked up shit with things they read all the time. You know, I mean, I don't I don't claim to know what she was trying to say. I just know what I took from it. And I only took what I wanted to take from it. Got it. I don't remember anything advocating rape. And I didn't get the impression that she was overtly anti taking care of the sick or the elderly. So maybe. I just didn't read enough or I just glossed over the parts I didn't like. Yeah. Or is it responses to the rape scene? One of the most controversial elements of the book, the Fountainhead, is a rape scene between Rourke and Dominique. Feminist critics, feminist feminist critics have attacked the scene as representative of anti-feminist viewpoint in Rand's works that makes women subservient to men. Uh, Susan Brownmiller, in her 1975 work, Against Our Will, denounced that what she called Rand's philosophy of rape, portraying women as wanting humiliation at the hands of a superior man. These are quotes from Rand's book. She called Rand a traitor to her own sex. Uh... So they're very upset about that part. Sure. Okay. I'd like to read the actual passage that made them feel that way. Uh, Yeah, John. Rand denied that what happened in the scene was actually rape, referring to it as rape by engraved engraved invitation. So that must have been legitimate (laughs) rape. Right. It's just a form of contraception. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Conception. Because exactly. Dominique wanted and invited yeah. the act. A true rape, Rand said, would be a dreadful crime. Right. Because, because now millions of women are going to save money on birth control pills by screaming rape in the middle of sex. Yeah. It's legitimate. Mm-hmm. And my body will shut it down. Yeah. All right, then. Well, I have some audio to play. Are you ready I don't for this? like her. I don't like Ayn, Ayn Rand. Ayn I saw her on Johnny Carson. Rear she was all right. She was all right? Yeah, she's all right. I'll send you the link. I've seen it. Johnny Carson? I've seen her on that. I think I've seen her on, like, uh, who's that other TV host? Uh, Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Michael Douglas. I think it was Merv. Merv. Are you ready for some audio? Yeah. This is a Korean uh, teaching uh, class of Koreans English. Are you ready for this? Ready. Are you ready? Okay, hold on. Here we go. I can go oh, there's an ad. I can skip the ad. Oh, Jesus hold on, I'm going to skip the ad. Oh I just God. skipped the ad. Here we go. Yeah. All right. And next one. Please give me... Cock. Cock. It's cock. It's in English, but in Korea, we call cock cola. 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 I still remember the first time I went to America. I was at the airplane. I asked flight attendants that 
can I can I get a cola? And she asked me, excuse me? I, I keep saying, cola, cola, cola. But it was not cola, it was cock. It was cock. <laughs> it's cock, actually, right? So cock <laughs> is cola. Cola. Not cock. So maybe a few Korean people could understand if you just say cock, but most people can cannot understand because we always call cock cola, cola. I don't know why, but we call this cola, cola. So you you guys love pops like cock and Pepsi, so this is a tip. Cock is cola, cola. Right? So, please give me cock. What's cock? Cola. Cola. And please give me is 주세요. 주세요. So, cola 주세요. Cola 주세요. Right? Cola 주세요. Cock is cola. Okay? Cola. Alright, that's enough of that. Give me cock. <laughs> Please give me cock. Another film, The Passion of Ayn Rand. <laughs> 1999 Are you film. digressing? Come yeah. on, he is. He is. Listen, Eric Stoltz is in Look. this movie. I love Eric Stoltz. Look, he's, he plays Nathaniel Brandon, the one that, uh, the guy that she shacked up with and then got pissed off when he was like, yeah, I don't want to bang you anymore. Got all upset with him, even though his, she was cheating on her husband. His career wasn't as big as it should have been. Eric Stoltz mm-hmm. or Nathaniel Brandon? Eric Stoltz. Oh. He had a great career. What are you talking about? He did a couple of no. 80s movies, and then he was in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And then, uh, he, he was almost uh, and then what? McFly. He was all, Yeah, he was McFly, and they, they did some dailies, and they're yeah. like, yeah, that's not yeah, working out. You're dumb. Yeah. You're not funny it's at not, all. Yeah. Uh, because get... he had fire crotch. Right, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that scene didn't work. <laughs> exactly. When uh, he was with Biff. Yeah. Which they eventually cut out anyway. Yeah. Remember yeah. that, John? Yeah. When he spooned Oh, Biff. he was good in Pulp Fiction, though, wasn't he? <laughs> he yeah. was wonderful in Pulp Fiction. When he took and stabbed that uh, hypodermic into, uh, was it Uma's chest? Yes. With John uh, Travolta looking on. Yeah. No, John Travolta did it. He was he was uh, narrating. Oh, he was yeah, telling yeah. him what to do. <laughs> I haven't say, seen that movie in a long time. I have a poster of the film in my basement. Yes, I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Uma, uh, with a cigarette, she's lying on her belly yeah. with her legs crossed behind her. Yes. Pulp Fiction. John. Very good, very good. Well, how about that? All right, moving on. Moving on. So, John, uh, I got a lot to, to catch everybody up on. Uh, first of all, I started running. I talked about that, I think. But I did my fourth eighth mile run, John. So I run eight miles uh, once a week. And the third time I did it? Yeah. See, you, you know these athletic shirts? They're kind of like uh, mesh, soak it up yeah. kind of thing. So I run in those. But the third time I went, I had a Green Bay Packer cotton t-shirt on. Yeah. 
and I forgot to change into my mesh running shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I chafed my nipples. <laughs> Did you ever do that, John? No. Shave your nipples? It's like the worst. It's one of the worst experiences anybody can ever have. Word whore, you ever chafe your nipples? Hello. Is she still with us? Whore. Whore. Are you there? I muted my mic because I went to get a drink. What did I miss? Did you ever chafe your nipples? All the time. Really? How? Oh, yeah. Running? Oh, and no, I don't run. Well, how do you how do you chase She's your nipples? She's a smoker. Then? She's not running. Yeah, I chafe them by smoking. Really? Isn't no. it the worst? It's the worst. It's the worst yeah. because then they peel. Oh yeah, and what happens is, so I got Have home. Have you peeled yet? Um, it, well, they scab up, and yeah, yeah, it's gross. Skin off your nipples is a creepy, creepy thing. Yeah, it is. It's like I'm, a. Uh, I'm doing it right now. It's like a snake when it loses its skin. It's gross, yes. John. Yeah. It's it's a completely different kind of skin. So for whatever reason, I came home with these chafed nipples, I'm and all my kids up. are like smacking me in my in chest. Now my nipple. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I'd fall to the ground, and they're like, what's going on, Dad? <laughs> That's the same sound you made when the hypodermic went into your nutsack. Into oh. the vase. Into yeah. the vase. Yeah, so that was that's awful. But I am totally into the running thing again, you know, because I broke my ankle in October and I sat around for a while, but now I'm I'm into it. I look forward to it. Oh, the other thing I noticed is um I did an experiment uh the fourth time I went. So I run counter I run clockwise. Typically, people go counterclockwise, so it's this eight-mile loop at Bussy Woods. So more people go counterclockwise than clockwise. So I'm running, and when Does I run... Does that mean you're Australian? I'm not sure. I just decided to go the other way. Um, so Scott goes both ways. <laughs> there are two yeah. types. There's runners and there's bikers, oh, right? So what I what I noticed is runners, white Caucasian runners, wave to me when they pass me. I never wave first. I wait for them to wave, and then I would wave. And I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Bikers don't wave to runners. Yeah. Bikers wave to bikers. So uh-huh. the fourth time yeah. I went, here's it's what I did. camaraderie thing. I waved to everybody <laughs> just to see what would happen. <laughs> did you do a queen wave? I No. Well, what, I would just like... Uh, do you it, go, sup? No, I, so I'm running, run. I, so your hands are going up and down, right? And then, whoop, I would just stick my left hand out, whoop. Like I'm making a left-hand turn, and then bring it right back in and keep running. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you door. I didn't do any vocals. Hi, it was just a hand hello. gesture. <laughs> oh, I take that back. I didn't do it to everybody. I did it to all the runners. Yeah. So there's men runners, there's women runners, and then there's Asian runners. So all the runners wave back. Asian, I could not get a rise out of the Asian runners no matter what I did. You should stop. About- hey! <laughs> I just waved at you. Do you like to drink cock? (laughs) It's Coke. Oh, sorry. Um, So I'm... No, it's Cora. I want to continue my experiment. So I look forward to the next time I go running. Um, I'm going to continue. I'm even thinking I'm going to start waving at bikers. Whoa. And see what they do. Be careful, man. Yeah. Be careful. We might have a story. Next week, after Scott waves at a runner, and, now, he, I, and they run over his ass, throw I, down on him. When I do wave, 
Um, I do get waves back, but I also get like head nods. Like people are too busy to wave, yeah. they nod the head. Yeah, so uh, women will reluctantly wave the first time, but if you if you cross past twice, that Hi! means that means you're doing the whole eight miles. Oh, yeah, so you're not. You're not just doing it once to check out the chicks, right? You're right? not just doing like a hundred yard dash to run by some girl to wave oh, at her. He's serious. He's serious, and it's a it's a more um, it's a more. He looks authentic, like a good life partner. It's a. More, <laughs> I bet he has a job. It's a more authentic wave. Yeah. Yeah, because yes. otherwise you're just a creep. He's on right. lap too. It means commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way, John. Yeah. But that that possibly. Uh huh. Could happen. Sizing you up, Scott. Now, after I do these experiments, then I'm going to go, and whoever waves at me, I'm going to say, fuck you, and I'm going to oh, see what happens. excellent. <laughs> what are you waving at me for? No, you know what you need to do is come up with a custom wave. Yeah. Custom to, wave. To see if it's replicated later, to see if it oh, catches to see if on. I can, Some yeah, sort of yeah. weird run. Like around. a meme. A trend. Like an army salute or something. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll think about that. Think about it. so I got this science experiment going on, John. It's great. How do I, I break? Know, I how do I break through science. the Asians? Is what I want to know. I don't think it's science. No, it's not. It's yeah. anecdotal. Yeah, I record all the results when I get <laughs> yeah, back. I'm it's a sure social you do. experiment. <laughs> what are you saying? It's a they soft even, science. Can't even get you to no, upload to iTunes. It's a, it's a social experiment. It's not a science experiment. All right, moving on. The soft uh, science. I, I talked about this book that I was reading called Replay. It's about time travel. Yeah. And the first chapter is just horribly written. Uh, but I stuck with it. And it seems like the guy hired an editor for the second chapter to the end of the book. Because it's <laughs> it was much m- more better written. Much more better. <laughs> <laughs> more better. More better written. Excellent. But uh, I highly recommend this book. It was really, really enjoyable. And it's about this guy who just replays his life. He uh, he lives till he's 43. He's married. He's got kids. And he dies of a heart attack. And he starts over again at 18. And he relives the whole thing again. But he knows everything that he knew the first time. And the second time. And the third time. And the fourth time. But he always dies when he's 43. Uh, he tries to prevent it, but it just does not work out. And then he meets another replayer, and that's where it gets interesting. A woman, John, mm. who also mm-hmm. is a replayer. And it gets uh, it gets pretty good. So it was, it was very I'll wait interesting. For the movie. I liked it. I don't know if they could do a movie. Because it's, uh, it's kind of wacky. Now the other I'm thing, getting the impression that John waits for the movie on all counts. On yeah. all books is what you're saying? Yeah. Like to kill a mockingbird, he'd stay up and watch WGN yeah. instead of reading the book. WGN. To do his, to do his book report. I read the book. <laughs> Are you lying? No, I read the book. Okay. I read The Pig Man. I read Romeo and Juliet. Okay. High school. High school. I don't read shit like that anymore, though. Why not? I don't know. It's because it's it's fiction. It's fiction. I like to read the paper. Well, this was my... uh, I read Stephen King. I read some of his fiction uh, that your wife gave me. Yeah. 
And then I got into the time travel fiction, so I've been reading some of that. And uh, I recommend Stephen King's book, and I recommend uh, a replay, John. A replay. All right, John, the other thing that happened to me is I was uh, I got a Samsung Galaxy, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. searching for an app, and I typed something in wrong, and this app came up, and it's called Ghost Radar. And I don't know why we didn't fucking think of this, uh, but here's what Ghost Radar does. Um, it analyzes nearby energies and interprets the readings that are displayed using numerical, textual, and graphical readouts. <laughs> Results may vary, and we offer no guarantees uses for entertainment. So, it you remember the scene in Aliens? You remember? Uh, you remember that? Where yeah. they, uh, Hudson had the thing, and it would tell yeah. him when the aliens were there. He's like, hey, hey, six meters, six meters. Hey, that's inside that's the, room. the room. You're reading it wrong. But you remember that? That's, yeah. the, that's the interface. So if a ghost is around, it pops up on this interface. Not only that, every once in a while, it spits out text. So somehow the ghost can text to your phone. What's it called? It's called awesome. ghost. Ghost. Radar. Radar. I don't know why we didn't think of this. This is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because when you look at the reviews, these people actually fucking believe yeah. this. That's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. So check that out. Ghost check radar. I'm sure it's available on iTunes as well, uh, but I found it on Android. Um, here we have the uh, application known as... Ghost Radar. It was a dollar at the iTunes store. And currently it is speaking to us. I'll zoom in real close here. And nothing really, um, I guess, definitive. Um, what do you think? I don't know. Is there, was that Phil, the bass player? <laughs> no. Sound like Phil, the bass I player. I don't know. Here, let me. I'll read a couple of reviews. I took my phone into my grand granddad's old room, and suddenly it showed a ton of green dots. Then it said the words "red" and "hat," and I knew it was my grandfather. Oh my! Because God. he always wore a red <laughs> baseball cap. <laughs> That's a five star review, there, you, John. I got a I got a new app that's really I'm cool. Buying that app right now. I got an app that's really cool, man. What is that? An idea or an, a real? No, app? it's an app. It's called Action Movie Effects. Oh, I saw that you posted yeah. that on Facebook. That was kick ass, man. Yeah. Did you see that, Hoover? What? John's post on Facebook where he used this app and the car came crashing into his room, into no. his living room. Yeah. That yeah, was great. Shut up. Yeah, it was what? great. You got to check that out. Are you guys friends on Facebook? Yeah. I think so. I heard that a, a car fell on your son. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Check that out. Click on that, that was video. real? No. Kind of. Jesus. There's car smash. There's missile attack. I thought you attack. were playing one of those bad Facebook games, and I just no. It was like Farm Town. There's like chop made laid six eggs. Chopper down. 
power failure. There's a whole bunch of them. Okay. I did, All I saw was a, a car landed on your son. Yeah. And I he, figured if it was real, it would have been a bigger deal. He's okay. Good. Yeah. But it's made by Bad Robots, Scott, the J.J. Abrams company. What is? Oh, this this uh, app that you're talking yeah, about. It's free. You can download it for your iPad. Oh, I'm going to do that, yeah. John. I am going to do that. It's actually, when you download it, it's an iPod version, but uh, there's a little thing in the corner. You hit. It says two times you hit it. And it blows it up full screen, and it's still it's in iPad resolution. So you have to download it as an iPod app on your iPad. So when you look it up, it's called... Uh, you got your iPad? I don't. It's called Action Movie FX. This is the music on it here. Here, here's one. You, you can just hear it. I'm videotaping a guy at work on a forklift. And I'm going to shoot him with a missile. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It is out of sight. Out of sight, John. Out. What else? Oh. Uh, what else? I'm, Apple. I'm watching Magnum P.I. on Netflix with my lovely wife. <laughs> And it's so corny, Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck is very watchable, though. Uh, but there's yeah, eight handsome. seasons of it. Eight seasons. And they must have something in the contract that says, Tom, you need to take your shirt off w- at least once an episode. Because <laughs> that always happens, John. But is that do, a bad thing? But do women nowadays find that attractive, that big hairy chest? I think so. I don't know. I think they Poor? like the smooth... Chime in. I like a hairy man. Well, you she's like a Tom Selleck, right? Age. How, yeah, how, how, good point. John's saying I'm old, so I don't. How count. old are you? <laughs> oh, you're you're talking about the younger ladies, yeah, the, John. The new, the new, yes. the youths. Now the youths. that all the boys are manscaping, yeah. What does that women, mean? What are they doing? You know, they're getting rid of all the hair. Yeah, they are. Because I don't like a shaved woman either. I like a little, uh, you know. A little bit of the bush down there. You know what I'm saying? How much? No, explain that to me, John. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, I don't care. I mean, if it's... Uh, no, how much are you talking about? It could be a lot. It could be uh, It could be a little. It's just something. A little something, something. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? A little something, something, you know? Where do you come down on that, uh, whore? (laughs) Pardon? Um, Where do I come down on what? (laughs) Well, you know, I mean... On manscaping? Either, yeah. Man, woman. Tidy is nice. Tidy, okay. But not necessary. I see. But I'm old, like Scott said. So I didn't say that. John said <laughs> you that. Did. Why do no. I get uh, blamed <laughs> for this? I didn't say old. I'm sure you said that. You said no. She's our age. She I said know. that. I said that. John okay. said that. One of you said that. Do you know who is who? Who's talking right now? <laughs> Sometimes who's I talking don't. right now? Who is talking right now? 
Tell Pill. me. <laughs> I love it, man. Every time this guy gets blamed for everything. <laughs> I don't know why I blame him for everything I do. Because he's mean. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I am so sweet and gentle, John. Oh, yeah. Remember last week? Okay, moving on. (laughs) Movies, John. Did you see any movies? No. How about you, Word Horror? you see any movies? Some, yes. Uh, well... Are you going to clue us in on? Yes. Okay, thank you. Are you going to make us guess, or are you going to tell us which ones? I can't think of one off the top of my head, but yes, I've seen a few... All right. Okay, that's good radio. (laughs) I know. Anything that you would recommend that we see, that you saw, you were so moved by it, you would say, John and Scott need to see this movie? No. No. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about a movie called Hot Rod that John (laughs) recommended to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I enjoyed Hot Rod, John. Did you? Thank you for that recommendation. Now, the part where he's... Punch dancing in the forest. I missed that part. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the one part I missed. That's the best part, man. All right, I'll go back and watch that part. You just go online right now and, and put in hot Not rod during the show. Punch dancing. What's punch dancing? You gotta. You will. He told you how to to see it. The old eighties, like uh, whenever somebody got mad in a scene, like in. Uh, uh, flash dance, flash dance, or Jim Cotta. They oh. run around like, to an she's 80s a song. Maniac. Yeah, she's exactly. A punch and dance, kick and punch dance. And then a bucket of water falls on yeah. you. Yeah. Well, no. In this in this movie, he um, he's punch dancing and he's really awkward looking. Next thing you know, he's doing back flips and forward flips and flips with twists, and then he miscalculates one and falls down this hill. It must have been for a good three minutes down this hill. He just kept falling, hitting trees. And my son and I were watching it, and my son was laughing so hard, I couldn't stop laughing. It's pretty, it was funny for me. But were you laughing because he was laughing? Both. Okay. Both. I was laughing because it was funny because I like physical comedy. I love physical comedy. Uh, and because my son was enjoying it as much as I was. So it was a bonding moment for my son and I. Uh. We, we love that kind of comedy. Um, oh, I did see a movie. God damn it. I did with my kids the other night called Chronicle. Chronicle? Yeah. Is that on uh, DVD there or... It's on, uh, I watched it on Amazon streaming. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Who's in it? It's a good movie. Uh, some unknowns. It's one of those uh, found footage films. Found footage? Found footage. Of what? Uh, the story is um, this kid's kind of a loser, a loner. So he carries around a video camera with him at school. He buys a video camera. He figures, I'm just going to document senior year. So he goes around documenting, and his cousin is like his best friend, who is kind of annoyed by him, too. Everybody hates this kid. And uh, and his cousin convinces him to go to a party. They go to this party. 
they meet up with another friend. They end up out in a field. They find a hole. They go down in this hole, and there's like some sort of meteorite down there. They touch it and stuff, and next thing you know, they got telekinetic part uh, powers. Or they can, I remember that movie, John. They can move stuff, and you saw it? I didn't see it, but I remember oh. the previews and things. So they, they can move stuff, and uh, uh, eventually they learn how to fly, and... Um, the uh, and then it just kind of there's some parts that go downhill from there, and Roger Ebert kind of nailed it. He said uh, for him, it was kind of like a superhero origin story almost. Um, at first, I was like, "Oh, here we go with the fucking found footage camera," but I thought they did it pretty good. They did it pretty good. Uh, it didn't make sense in some parts where. How on this camera being found footage did they get the cops cameras and some scenes from like a helicopter camera and scenes from uh, like a bank camera uh, onto this, you know, this footage unless they found it online or something. I don't know, but uh, it was pretty cool. It was uh, I was very surprised. I was very, very surprised. Uh, there was some pretty funny scenes in the movie. Uh, my kids were laughing their ass off. And then it got pretty dark towards the end. Uh, which you kind of knew was coming, but not to the extent that it did. It's pretty cool. So I recommend it. I give it uh, three out of four. Three out of four? Yeah. And it's on Amazon streaming. Yeah. And how much do you got to pay for that then? Yeah. It's not. It's not the premium or premiere or whatever they call it. it well, if you got that, it's a little cheaper. I got that, I John. Think I got so it's it a little for, cheaper for me. I think it was two ninety nine. Well, getting back to Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Uh, that uh, Isla Fisher is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, she is really. Really, something, John. <laughs> she's cute as she hell. isn't she? Yeah, mm, she's um, adorable. Cute as a button. I was really struggling with why. That's the redhead I want. <laughs> I was really struggling with why she would be attracted to Adam Sandberg's character. Yeah, uh, but then midway through, she explained it. I also was struggling why is she attracted to this other character with the Corvette? Um, yeah, and it 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 kind of worked itself out. But uh, that was really giving me problems at the beginning of the movie. But uh, <laughs> oh my God. let me say this about Hot Rod. These are comedians, John. Yeah. Comedians. And they can choreograph better fight scenes than these fuckwads that put together <laughs> the Born Legacy. Oh, come on. And, oh, come on. You come on. When they were fighting, when I'm he was fighting his dad, <laughs> I, know. I could tell what was going on. <laughs> oh, God. You're old. <laughs> You're an old man. Your synapses don't work fast anymore. Kids <laughs> kids that see the new camera shake and all that, they see it. They see the split second. No, they, they don't. Oh, yeah, they do. I was oh, talking shit. to a guy that sells no, me. No, it hurts. Yeah. It actually hurts. It hurts old people. Uh, but for the young crowd, they prefer it. It's a new era, Scott, okay? The young crowd prefers Justin Bieber. That doesn't mean that it's right, <laughs> John. Okay? Well, wait a minute. What do you do? Who, who decides what's who? right? You? Who? Yeah, me. 
That's oh, right, John. I, see. I decide. Well, I'm you the better, decider. You better start reading Ayn Rand then, because you need to learn a little selfishness. Well, I guess you are, aren't you? <laughs> Hello? Hello. All right, well, go on. Is that it? Well, I will give the uh, hot rod, I will give that a three out of four Spiny Normans. Wow. I enjoyed Adam Sandberg's uh, dopey performance, and uh, Isla Fisher was uh, very... How hard did you laugh in the opening scene? (laughs) Refresh my memory. I can't even remember the opening scene. he rides the the moped (laughs) over and crashes into the... Oh, yeah. That was brutal. And then they played it back (laughs) Yeah, uh, because it ended up on YouTube or something, so they played it over and over. Yeah, Yeah. that uh, that was good. It was good. It was good. Good, John. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, that wraps up movies. Movies, John. Uh, Word whore, how are you doing? You all right? I'm great. I'm looking at pictures of, uh, what's her name, Fisher. What What are you drinking there, whore? Peroni. What is that, a beer? Peroni? Yeah, it's an that Italian, beer. Italian beer. Italian. How many beers have you had what number are you on? I'm not going to answer that. Why not? Okay, what does it sound like what? I'm on? You can't talk about men. You can't talk about how many beers you I had. I didn't say can't. I you said... won't. You're uncomfortable? What? No, it's just, it's not interesting. It's not. How many beers does it sound like I've had? Um, I have no idea. Okay, and then multiply that by four. Okay, so I have no idea times four is I have no idea <laughs> times four, four times more. Exactly. Okay. Nice. Oh, she's not the girl I was thinking of, the redhead that I like. What redhead do you like? Lindsay Lohan. Um, no, um, God, no. The other one, uh, John, you know her. Uh, no, the, the um, cute one. She from- was in uh, Zombieland. Um um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in, um, what the hell's her name? Zombieland? <laughs> <laughs> no, her name. What is her oh. name? I can't remember. Emma Stone. There you go. Uh, yeah. How about that? That's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. Right? I got to tell you, man, that Isla. Oh, I like Isla. Isla. Whatever. Isla? <laughs> Isla. <laughs> Isla. <laughs> okay, which one's Emma Stone? Well, maybe it is Isla. The, the Isla, is it's Isla. Yeah, that's just Isla. It's like sure Island. It's Isla? Yeah, it's Isla. Who names sure. a kid Isla? You're right, it's Isla. Okay, I think Emma Stone's cuter. I don't. I do not think that. We do not agree on that. Okay, but the, oh, pictures, maybe. Yeah, the pictures that are coming up for Isla are not... She's got... Nice eyes. Good. Yes, she has beautiful eyes. The pictures that are coming up for Isla Isla are not flattering. Oh. Yes, they are. Turn your okay. safe search off. <laughs> Is Do I have a safe search? Yes, if you're Googling. Are you Googling? I'm Googling. Yeah, there's some sort of configuration where you can... Okay, they're showing me her in in this frumpy, awful dress. 
Wow. Anyway. All right, moving on, John. What else can we talk about? What else? What We can do celebrity news, John. Celebrity news. Yeah, let's news. get on with it. I got to go to bed. Right on, John. Celebrity news. Celebrity news. Celebrity. I don't know if we talked about this. I can't remember, but Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte yeah. is considering and in consideration for doing The Bachelor on ABC. How about that? If I'm Ryan Lochte's manager, agent, I say don't do The Bachelor. No. Because he doesn't seem that bright, and that would come out on The Bachelor, and he wouldn't get any more jobs. Uh, oh, this happened while we were out. Tony Scott went up on a bridge, and he jumped off, John. Yeah, what's up with that? The director, Tony Scott, who gave us Top Gun with Tom Cruise, and he was working on the sequel to Top Gun with Tom Cruise. And I wonder if he listens to our, if he used to listen to our show, because I recommended, forget about real airplanes, do it all CGI. You see that airplane stuff in cars when they had the planes fly yeah. over the uh, the racetrack there? Yeah. That was unbelievable. Can you imagine a Top Gun 2 in CGI? I'd be out of sight. But we won't have that. We may have no. it, but Tony Scott won't be involved. You know what other movie he gave us, John, that's one of my all-time favorites, Tony Scott movies? No. What's that? True Romance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Word Horror, you ever seen you that one? That True Romance? I love gift. that. I own it on DVD. That's a great movie. One Scott, of my favorites. Scott gave that to me as a gift. Yes, I gifted it Christmas John. years ago. Yes, True Romance. Wonderful film. A- among many films I have still in the plastic. And that gift worked on so many levels. I mean, the message of that, the the title of the DVD and, and what it means and what it means to us, yeah. John and, and I. Yeah, and all the spooning you yeah. did through mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, settle down. <laughs> what? Settle. He's spooning right now, right? You can't even talk about guys. So yeah, you, you can't talk even talk us? about guys. But I know you're spooning. Let me ask you this, word whoer. Yes. Sir. Would you be more interesting if you talked about guys or if you talked about girls? <laughs> Are you calling me uninteresting? I'm not calling you uninteresting. You were the one who said it wouldn't be interesting if I talked about guys. So. From your opinion, would it be more interesting if you talked about girls? Depends on what you asked me. I see. That gives us things to think about, John. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on with celebrity news. Baywatch star, former Baywatch star Donna D'Erico. Do you know who that is, John? Donna D'Erico. No, she was no. on Baywatch. Hmm. Baywatch. Okay, I'm going to let you look her up in Google while I tell you this story. Donna who? D-Erico. So D apostrophe E-R-R-I-C-O. Got it. All right. So in March, uh, Donna D'Erico, best known to perverts. What did she do to her face? Punched her face Donna Marco on Baywatch. Well, I'm going to tell you what she did to her face. Sorry. That's the first picture that came up. Punched me in the fucking face. Former wife of Nikki Six. How about that? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, former Baywatch babe, Donnie D'Erico is recovering from some painful face injuries she suffered during an expedition, get this, to find Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
So here she is sporting a multiple cuts and bruises, her mouth and cheek. Uh, so she got these injuries in Turkey. She fell off like a cliff on her face. It doesn't look that bad. Um, I don't have the other story, but oh, I've, I've... Was she in Playboy? Uh, she may have been. I saw a follow-up story where she, this I got is safe search off. This is not going to deter her. She is going to find Noah's Ark, so she is going to continue searching for Noah's Ark. Nice. How about that? It, it really doesn't look like she was hurt that badly. That doesn't excuse searching for Noah's Ark. Right. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous, some of these celebrities. Hey, yeah. Uh, quick tip. Don't uh, don't climb a mountainside with your face. Looking for fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. It's out of sight. Okay, other celebrity stories, John. Other. <laughs> we have others. Others. All right, if I can find my correct tab. Yes. John Travolta back in celebrity news, John. Now, uh, some masseuses came out and said he he, uh, asked for happy endings. There was a cruise ship worker who said he got hugged naked and it went on way too long. (laughs) And now. I like doing that hugging you till it gets weird. (laughs) It gets awkward. You're doing Uh, it right now, right? Yeah. John Travolta's former pilot. Makes a shocking claim. Well, I, I disagree with the shocking claim. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. <laughs> that he had a six-year... Shocking? Who shocks? He had a six-year gay affair with John Travolta. Nice. How about that? It, so far, these are unobstantiated claims. Well, how would you obstantiate them, John? Unsubstantiated? Whatever. You'd have to have somebody <laughs> watching him pork John Travolta? Is that what you'd have to have to substantiate them? June Doug Gotterbaugh has said he has had a long-term relationship um, before his marriage to Kelly Preston. The 62-year-old in an explosive interview... About their alleged affair, claims Travolta admitted he preferred men shortly after his 1991 nuptials, according to the National Enquirer. Wait, who's 62? Uh, the guy who's, uh, uh, no, Travolta is. Travolta. Holy yeah. shit. That's hard to believe. How old are you, whore? How old are you, John? 48. As I walked from Hello? the restaurant back to the room, John suddenly said, Hey, would you like a massage? I'd already prepared myself for something like that, so I said, Sure, why not? I went back to his room, showered, and came out wearing only a towel, and John said, Okay, like down here on the bed. He gave me a massage all right. And it turned into something else. He gave me a sash, right? (laughs) John was gentle but very passionate. The next day, he told me with a big smile on his face, I really enjoyed last night. And I told him, So did I. Thanks for the (laughs) assage. We were making small talk and suddenly I blurted out, So, John, let me, I'm sorry, tell me, now that you're married, do you still prefer 
men or women. He looked straight. He looked me straight in the eye and said, "Well, Doug, I still prefer men." I said, "Okay, that's the last time we saw each other." Whoa! So it's a heartbreaking story. Joe. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to go any further. About he was like, gay okay. love unrequited. Is that the word? Aww. Right on. Nice. You think he'll ever come out? You think while he's alive, he'll ever come out and say, yeah? Out of what? His pilot's ass? Out of his closet. Oh. Yes. I am a homosexual. Not funny, haha, funny queer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm gay. (laughs) I came out. I don't see what's so hard about I'm gay. (laughs) John Travolta. Yeah. All right, now, uh, last celebrity news, Clay Aiken, John. I, I really know Not little funny, about huh? him, except he wore, uh, he wore, he won <laughs> the American um, Idol. Mer- no. No? No, he, he was didn't win. second place. He was place. second, and he was on Celebrity Apprentice, so I heard a lot about him from Celebrity Apprentice, Yeah, and I really don't like him at all, but I'm going to take Clay Aiken's side in this celebrity story. Uh, do you know John Rich? Do you know who that is? John Rich. Uh, no. He's some sort of a country western singer, John. And he was offended by one of Clay Aiken's uh, tweets on Twitter. A tweets. So Clay Aiken was watching the Republican National Convention, and he tweeted this, John. Let me find it. He tweeted this. Playing drinking game with my brother now. We're drinking every time we see a black person on the screen at the RNC convention. And then he tagged it, sober as a moron. (laughs) Is a Mormon or a moron? Oh, a Mormon. (laughs) Rich responded, play. Sober as a moron. You should be ashamed for your racist comments like that. Oh, my God. I wonder how long it will be till Clay Aiken takes the idiotic post down. Clay, you're better than that, I hope. So this John Rich didn't get the joke. Yeah. The joke is... Uh, I'm going to be sober as a Mormon because there aren't any black people at the Republican National Convention, and there's no racism whatsoever involved in that. So according to John Rich, if you say, if you identify a black person, that's being racist. What a dummy. (laughs) I hope people stop buying his stupid records. Yeah. Yes. How about that, John? Yes. (laughs) John Rich, I wonder if he was on... Take a look. Take a look. Oh, yeah. He was on Celebrity Apprentice. He won Celebrity Apprentice. He won? Yeah. I don't even remember yeah. him. He was on that one, uh, the one before, and um, he counseled uh, Clay Aiken uh, on how to win. How to win. Yeah. Well, he won, so he knows how to win, right? He didn't win. It was... You just said he won. No. John Rich won. Oh, Clay, Clay Aiken, Aiken did, did not, not win. Right. All right. We're going to hear some John Rich right now. Are you ready? Yeah. This is called Shutting Detroit Down. DC's bailing out the bankers as a farmer. This is his most popular song, according to iTunes. Yeah, while they're living it up on Wall Street in that New York City town, here in the real world, 
they're shutting Detroit down. It sounds like a 99 percenter, John. In the real world, they're shutting Detroit. Okay, I'm even more confused by the enigma that is John Rich. He seems like a 99 percenter, but he's a Republican. What a dummy! All right, is he a Republican? Based on that song. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 He's a Republican based on that song? He's not, but based on his his uh, tweet to Clay Aiken uh, uh, claiming it was a racist tweet oh, yeah. about says, the Republican Rich, National Republican Convention. A Republican who has 105,000 Twitter followers retweeted the message and accused Aiken of being a racist. Well, John Rich, you're dumb. You're a dummy. A He's dumb. so dumb. He's so dumb. What a big dummy. All right, moving on, John. Science news. Science. Science news. Science news. Here's a science story, John. They found that the religious states, those states in the U.S. that are more religious, give less to charity. How about that? Who does? The religious. Religious. Oh. A new study of the generosity of Americans suggests that states with the least religious residents are also the stingiest. Oh, I take that back. (laughs) So. It's you that's uh, stingy. I'm the stingy one. Uh, The states with the least religious residents are also the stingiest about giving money to charity. Backfired on you, pal. The study released Monday by the Chronicle of Philanthropy found that residents in states where religious participation is higher than the rest of the nation, particularly in the South, gave the greatest percentage of their discretionary income to charity. Point in fact. Point in fact. Scott has not bought a raffle ticket. For right. In the fact, I have not. Yeah. I have until Stingy. September. Dingy. To splurge, John. Now, to I cancel that out because I'm also non religious, but I did buy one. Well, ah. you're considering it charity. I'm considering it a raffle, John. There's nothing I, religious about it. Yes, and there's nothing but it is religious a charity. about it. Yeah, it's not a charity. It's a raffle. It's not a charity. How dare you, it? John? What is it? I wouldn't call it a charity. What do you call it? I'm spe- well, I'm expecting to get a tax deduction for this. Hey, what? Read the, read the fucking fine print. It says we can't give you a tax deduction. We're not a real charity. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, you fucker. You really thought God I was going to give it. you a tax receipt? <laughs> yeah. $25. She didn't have time for that. Come on. All right. Moving on. Now- I, mi- I mitigated paying taxes with our old band by convincing... Uh, the powers that be for uh, some charity we played at 3 in the morning. Remember that, Scott? I remember that. 3 in the morning at Arlington uh, Track. Yeah, or I Arlington Race Course. Give me a charity letter for $1,200 to offset the 1099 payment we were going to get. <laughs> That's smart taxing, John. That's right. I got learned it from Mitt Romney. Well, you didn't take it to the Cayman Islands and bury it and hide it from everybody. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> All right, next story. 
This explains why Gina. Gina? Gina. Gina. Who's Gina? Why Gina is that? Why John is so much smarter than we are. This is it. This next science story. John Gina. Explains. Is going to explain. That was such a Freudian slip. John's Gina. Is smarter than we are. Smarter. Get this, John. Obesis peoples. Obesis <laughs> people. Oh my God. What's wrong with you? Obese Can peoples. I get a Saj? Now, now I'm picturing you Sajing. Can you Saj me, my Gina? Obese people's brains age faster. How about that? Why does that make me smarter? Because when your your brain matures, you get smarter. <laughs> oh when it ages, right? Uh, I think I develop Al- no, Al- Al- Alzheimer's faster. It's dying faster. Thousands? Thousands? Researchers. Let me slow down. What's going on with Researchers you, man? studied thousands of British <laughs> civil servants over a decade and found a strong link between obesity and and the faster rate of mental decline. Oh, it's mental decline. Yeah. Not acceleration. Right. His brain is dying yeah. faster. Apparently, Scott's is giving sages to the thousands. decline occurred of- even in obese people without high blood pressure and other Those risk beasts. factors. <laughs> All right. So another reason, John, for you to get on board with my fitness pal. And become my I'm buddy. Sober is a moron. <laughs> and then you can have chafed nipples. <laughs> I'm as sober as a moron. Thank All right, you. <laughs> two more quick science stories. Dark matter, according to the University of Michigan, dark matter, they've found it. They've detected <laughs> it for Scott's the first time. Ass. <laughs> it is underwear. Uh, well, that's if they did and they can prove that, that is a, a, a Nobel Prize worthy, John. And then the uh, last news, John, while we were out, uh, the Curiosity rover landed on Mars. Wow. How about that? Landed on Mars. Landed in John's Gina. And that is something else. That is very, very exciting. It is. That is out of sight. All right, so that does it for science news, John. Science news. Politics, I think we've covered politics earlier. Let me just not, go through. Not very well. Not, no, we never do anything very but well. But I think you should cover goat's ass. It's total talk goat's nonsense. Ass. Yes, it's nonsense. That's right. Um, oh, there is a political story. Well, it's more of a religious story. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> Let's move on to religion, John. Religion. Um, let's see. We got um, we got an evangelical radio host, Brian Fisher, who says, "Do you know what he says, John?" No. What he says, he says, "Tax the atheists who don't go to church." <laughs> what? Let's find out. Let's hear it from his own now, stupid here's a mouth. Great comment from a uh, a listener. Uh, you can access us during the program. Focal point at afr.net. Focal point at afr.net. Another way to contribute. Yeah, get on with it. Discussion. And uh, this writer did, didn't include their name, but this is a great point. This is a great point. You know, we talk frequently on this program about how people who have an active, vibrant spiritual life are healthier. Uh, they live longer, they are healthier, and they are happier. So they are their physical health is better. Uh, we. 
What do they base that on? Is there science to back that uh, up? I don't, no, it's probably in the Bible. I would think if you're dumber, you're happier, like Forrest Gump. And if you're into religion, you're dumber, so you're happier, like Forrest Gump. How about Ignorance that? Ignorance is split. Yeah. Right on. Read, read numerous stories where even medical professionals attest to the power of prayer in quickening healing for people. Okay, so they, they've done studies on that, and that doesn't happen. Actually, uh, the studies that they've done showed that the reverse happens. If you're a medical patient and you know that people are praying for you, you do worse than if you don't know people are praying for you, yeah. or if no people are praying for you and you don't know. So I don't know where he pulls that out of his ass. So this uh, listener says, hey, what we ought to do is we ought to have an, an individual mandate from the government that everybody has to go to church. Because after <laughs> all, Obamacare is all about improving the health of the American people. We know that going to church is good for you. It's good for your health. So we are going to mandate that you go to church for your own health, and we are going to tax the atheists who don't go to church. Now, we oh can't make God. you go to church, but we are going to penalize you if Penal. you don't. We're going to assess a tax on every atheist that doesn't go to church because those atheists are endangering their physical health. That is actually a brilliant, brilliant suggestion. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I'm not sure he knows what brilliant means. Yeah. Maybe he's like uh, George Costanza. He's on opposite day or something, you know? He must be. Yeah. Big dummy. That, that's insane. That guy's probably going to be on Romney's team when Romney, uh, uh, if he were to win the election. Can you imagine that? Ha I can't imagine that happening. I know people are dumb, but there's not that many dumb people, are there? <laughs> that guy is pretty dumb. <laughs> All right. What else do we have here, John? Uh, we talked about the preacher who kicks people in the face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the other big news is Pussy Riot, John. Pussy Riot. Yeah. Have you heard about this? I heard of them. So Pussy I don't know punk too much band. about this story. But they're a punk band, and they did something in a Catholic church, an Orthodox Catholic church in Russia, uh, which t not too long ago, they didn't allow religion. Uh, so the or Catholic Orthodox Church, they went and they did some sort of a protest, and they got arrested for hooliganism or some bullshit like that. And now, uh, out of the five of the Pussy Riot members, and the other great thing is we get to say Pussy Riot a lot. Yeah. Out of the five members, uh, three of them are in jail for two years. Two That's years. crazy. Because they offended the Catholic Church. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Russia, I thought you were a superpower. I thought you were bringing it. Uh, you were bringing it. You weren't some third world fucking nation. What am I? You know, I'm I'm, I'm bashing Russia, and here we got uh, legitimate rape over in the yeah. U.S. of A. Here, John. Yeah, and maybe I should just shut my mouth. Not going to church, right? <laughs> yeah, but they. I. I. Could you imagine this happening in the U.S. of A.? I can't imagine it happening here. Here's some pussy riot. Yeah.
This is called Putin Lights Up the Fires. What's with Pooty Poot, man? Why don't you just let him out? So these other two got out of the country, but they're still looking for him. Yeah. I don't know why. This is a non-fucking issue. A non-issue. So, because the Catholics got their panties in a bunch, these yeah. three girls have to spend two years in prison? What a fucking joke. Hey, made them popular. Probably going to sell millions of records. I mean, listen to this shit. Well, it's not in English, John. <laughs> Does it really matter? I wonder if... Uh, Polly B has played any Pussy Riot on Punky in a show of solidarity. Yeah. We're playing it. Hey, Word Horror, do you listen to Punky yet, still? Of course I do. So has he played the Pussy Riot on the Punky? Not that I recall. Well, that's not very Punky of him, is it, John? No. That's not to say he hasn't, just not that I recall. I see. You know, she's very evasive, isn't she, Scott? No, aren't I? She'd be a great politician. Yeah. Thank you. I think I should be president. Breasted? Breasted? <laughs> That's what I thought I heard, too. Yes. Breasted. I think you should be breasted as well. Breasted of the United States. I will be for John illegitimate will... rape. <laughs> John will be your vice breasted yeah. <laughs> I would like John to be my vice president. And I'll be your sextratary of state. <laughs> <laughs> sextratary. Whatever. <laughs> I like it. I think we should take over. Chief of China staff. China. Is Phil coming? Did we play oh, Pat like Robertson that. talking about... Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Not to adopt abused children because they grow up weird. Yeah, we we did that. Yeah, Phil should be here. Oh, how about that? He's right there. You lied to me. You said Phil would be here for the whole episode. Are you chasing him? I think right, they're taking turns peeling each other's chafe nipples. I said Ooh. he may. Well, actually, I said he might join us for the whole show, but obviously Phil's a very busy man and something came up. I'm using the bathroom. All right. All right, John, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Was that the word I heard on the Skype line? Yes, it was. <laughs> well, hello. She's right there, right? Hooer. Hello, Phil. Now, with your award-winning TTN News, Phil McCracken Whitcomb. To the first three late. Mark of the Beast coming to a school near you. That's right, John. Moss Bluff Elementary School in Louisiana is looking to streamline lunch payments by implementing a palm vein scanner program. But some parents aren't pleased. 
A letter to parents this week informed them that the new scanner will allow the school's nearly 1,000 students to move through the lunch line faster and with fewer payment mistakes, an issue that has arisen in the past. While the letter notes that parents can opt their children out of the program, parent Mamie Soner told KPL-TV <laughs> that she was angry and disappointed by the program as the scanner violates her <laughs> beliefs. She contends that if scanners are actually make it to the school cafeteria, She'll be transferring her kids to another school. Wow. As a Christian, I've read the Bible. You know, you know, you know, go to church and stuff. Soner said, I know where it's going to end up coming to the mark of the beast. I'm not going <laughs> to let my kids have that. Caliandra notes that it's just technology that is used throughout our lives. Everywhere, and it's not an issue. Next story, John. This is a TTN PSA when negotiating with a whore in a restaurant. Remember to use restaurant. your inside voice. This is out of Milford, Connecticut. Authorities say a man wearing with a hearing problem ah! allegedly asked a prostitute to speak loudly while negotiating a deal oh, in a geez. restaurant. Prompting other diners to call police. The Republican American reported Saturday that 45-year-old Michael Carrier of Bristol was ordering up more than just food at a friendly restaurant and was charged with soliciting a prostitute. (laughs) 46-year-old Linda Atonanao King of New Milford was charged with prostitution. (laughs) Police were called after the restaurant customers overheard the two discussing a transaction. Carrier later told police that he had a hearing problem and needed Antonio King to speak loudly. Next story, John. A guy with the most awesome name ever gets arrested. That's right. This is out of South Florida. An unfortunate name or a strong commitment to pranking police was arrested last Friday on a litany of charges in Fort Lauderdale. Jack me off mud 54 was arrested on charges of assault disorderly conduct resisting an officer possessive of alcohol in an open container and violating probation he is being held in the Broward County Jail on $300 jack off jack me off <laughs> jack me off mud is not the first jailbird to have a strange name nice in Wisconsin police booked Bezo Doodoo Zippity Bop Boop Bop for multiple charges. And on the flip side, a woman who tried to stop three brothers from robbing a Texas Walmart last year turned out to be named Monique Lawless. Next story, John. This is why no one likes you guys. Couple tells off cops as they are arrested for performing sex act in public pool. An amorous couple has been. I brought some audio in, John. An amorous couple has been arrested for doing the dirty in a Florida public swimming pool. Mary Killian and Eric Witteman, both forty-nine, shocked neighbors when they started getting frisky in the water around six p.m. Witteman was allegedly in the middle of the of performing a sex act on Killian when disgusted onlookers reported the lewd scene to police. Police arrived at the Green Valley Circle Community Pool and to find the pair in the pool when questioned he claimed to be a nudist enjoying an evening dip while Killian said she was just swimming laps this is why no one likes you guys she told the arresting officer Killian a one time 7-11 clerk is known to Florida police having been arrested last year 
on marijuana possession charges. Next story, John. Shut up. Authorities say a man broke into a Salisbury home, stripped down to his underwear, and cooked a chicken pot pie. In related news, who knew that was unlawful? It happened at 1025 (laughs) Wednesday when a homeowner heard someone banging on his door. He called 911 and hit upstairs. Police say that then a 22-year-old Russell E. Neff, yes, John, making Salisbury tube steak. Russell Enef broke into the home and took off most of his clothes. Officers they <laughs> said they found him sitting in the living room chair using the TV remote control. Uh, download. Um, um, officers tell the Daily <laughs> Times that, that was, was that was an ad job. The officers tell the Daily <laughs> Times of Salisbury that Neff was also baking a pot pie he found in the kitchen. Neff has been charged with burglary and other offenses. <laughs> Next story, John. Burglary. <laughs> A lab tech redefines monkey business in Georgia. That's right, John. A Georgia Health Sciences University lab tech was jailed this week after he was found intoxicated with his pants down in a campus locker room. Two lab monkeys were found inside their cages. According to the Police Bureau Incident Report, a co-worker discovered Collie Mitchell, 32, partially unclothed in a locker room in the Sanders Research and Education Building. Campus police said Mitchell, a lab animal services technician, was intoxicated and seated in a chair with his pants half down. The spokesman said two monkeys were found outside their cages in the lab, but were confined to the room. Mitchell was booked into the Richmond County Jail, money on charges of public intoxication. A spokesman said Mitchell is still employed at the health services as of Friday. Next story, John. This might shock you. Wall Street bankers who stole or lost $1 billion for their clients will likely not face criminal charges. Huh. In related news, it's only a crime if you steal when you're not rich. Next story time. <laughs> Mitt Romney's in the news, John. Mitt Romney accidentally tells Cubans that he loves a vagina. That's right, John. <laughs> hopeful GOP hopeful Mitt Romney on Monday mistakenly told Cuban exiles that he loved vaginas during a campaign stop in Miami juice shop owned by convicted cocaine trafficker Ronaldo Bermudez. The presumptive Republican presidential candidate spoke with his host at a station run by Cuban exiles. They're waiting for you with a mammy and a guava. Cuban fruits here in Miami. Do you like those? I'm sorry, John. Let me let me get into character. They're waiting for you with a mammy and a guave. Cuban fruits here in Miami. Do you like those? One of the hosts asked. I'm a big fan of mango, papaya, and guave, Romney replied. There are mangoes there, too, the laughing host added. Univision noted that the hosts were most likely amused because papaya is Cuban slang for vagina. (laughs) As mediated Tom Christopher advised his readers on Tuesday, patrons at Cuban's restaurants could save themselves a lot of embarrassment if they order fruit bomba when craving papaya. Next story, John. Vagina juice. 
I'm sure you've already heard this, but Congressman Todd <laughs> Akin. China juice. What? That's what the story's called. Congressman oh, yeah. Todd Akin. R. I, He's R. Go ahead. For retarded. Say, Says women's <laughs> bodies can magically abort rape babies. In related news, <laughs> man claiming to be Jim Morrison's son is sentenced to 10 years for robbery. <laughs> People are strange. John. Yes. People are strange. Yes, they are. This is the end. And that's the news. That, that was the last story? That's right, John. That's the last story? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say next and last story? I'm sorry, John. I thought I did. I thought I... We'll have to rewind the tape. Did, I thought I said... Did you say next, next to the last, last story? story? Oh, that was bad. the last story. If you'd like to start over, my we can bad. take it out in no. post-production. No. no. I'm familiar... Familiar. I'm very familiar with the post-production you use on the show, John. There's no post-production. Whatever you say. Only if Scott calls. Well, word horror, it was a pleasure delivering the news to you. It was a pleasure receiving it. I hope you, you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did. <laughs> All right, then, John. <laughs> Bye-bye. I better be running. Maybe walking. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Walk. Yeah, watch towards. those nipples. Be careful. All right, then. Later. That was nice. All right, Phil's in. He's a, out. There was an ending, strange ending to the It was news. a very odd ending. Very awkward and that's the end. You know what that means, John? <clears throat> What's that? A couple of things. First of all, 259 comes to a close. Yeah. And earlier, and when we started the show, we said, is this historic in any way? And it just became historic. Do you know why, John? No. Because we've had our first Skype caller from the beginning to the end of the show. Oh, shit. <laughs> really? really? That's right. And that's the word whore, <gasps> episode 259. How about that? Oh, that's, that's not good. Why that's is that not, not a good, good historic moment? That's an excellent historic. Yeah. It's a first in TTN history. Wow. You know what that music means, Scott? I think so, John. Uh, we've come to the end of the show. Any parting words, Hoor? Not really. And there you have it. There it is. The parting <laughs> words. It's very profound. From the word whore. Yes. Not really. Not really, yes. I may have them, but I'm not going to share them. <laughs> so I'm not so really. evasive. How old are you? Are we going to go there again? Okay. Um, as a result of this show, I'm picturing Scott peeling dead skin off his nipples. It just falls off. I don't have to with, peel it off. With a fiery crotch. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the and wrong image. And nope. I'm pretty sure John is just hairy from head to toe. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't so answer my question. Mm-hmm. It's a political tactic, John. <laughs> She's very Fox News. Yes, very spin-oriented. Not really. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. This is episode 259 with John Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And uh, thanks for calling in, Word Whore. Say goodnight, Word Whore. Goodnight, Word Whore. Listening to John and Scott.
Total Talk Nonsense.